Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Okay, good morning everybody. Welcome to Chassidus in the morning. Basilagani, 15 minutes. Achana Yitzvat, change your life. <clears throat> so we're in a little bit in chapter two. Continuing today, and hopefully we'll finish chapter two today. So basically we're discussing to understand, because we talked about in the first parak that, that in order to bring Hashem back down the way it was, it's through through taking control of our lives and making the right choices and recognizing, as we talked about, recognizing when the Yetzirah is talking, Nefesh Kiss is talking, when Nefesh Bahamas is talking. And so I want to tell a quick story that, that connects with, with this, this point. So basically, when I was a little bit a few years ago, I started learning, I learned this moment. It wasn't the first time, of course, I'd learned this plenty of times. But I was it was around this time of year, and I was learning, I was still in this curl type of thing that I'd made for myself. And on Sundays I'd off. So on Sundays, I'd, I end off spending a wasting a lot of time doing a lot of non not not good. Nothing productive, not productive things. Um, so one of the things I was doing, oh, let's say watch YouTube YouTube videos. But it wasn't like one video to like relax my head from all the hard week or something. It was long, a lot. I remember I was watching something about uh, the slums of India. Uh, whatever. So basically what happened was, so I was doing this most of the day. And then at the end of the day, at like four o'clock or something, my wife, how she comes to me, she says, she says, Sharon, go, go learn something. I was like, go learn something. Why, why, why? And also I have to just uh, preface that in those days learning, I didn't consider it as something necessarily enjoyable or something necessary. And, you know, I want to be a from religious person. So you need to learn, but I wasn't, I didn't look at learning as like an enjoyable pastime, so to speak. I'm like learning why I'm having a good time doing this, watching this uh, YouTube video. So she's like, every week you do this and every week you're unhappy. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm unhappy. Why would I be unhappy? Like, uh, I like doing this. So basically, I was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And I just kept on going and watching. So basically, I uh, came came in the night and suddenly I wasn't, I wasn't so happy. I was like, wasn't feeling great. And I started to think to myself, my Yitzhar started talking. He said, oh, waste your day. You didn't learn any chitas. And look, the one day off, which is the one day that you can sort of prove yourself how, how much you've, you've worked on yourself to be a proper mensch. And look at you. You failed with flying colors. And so that happened, whatever. Then I went Monday, went back to learning. And the next Sunday came, and sort of the same thing happened. Four o'clock happened. She said, it's, every week you do this. Come on, like, like learn. And and I was like, ah, oh, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, I remember that actually. Like at the end of the day, I wasn't feeling great. I wasn't so happy and didn't feel so enjoyable. And that was weird. So I was sitting there watching uh, some YouTube videos and I'm like, it feels good. Like I'm enjoying this. But I'm like, oh, but I remember at the end of the day, I didn't feel so good. I'm like, oh, maybe I should go learn something. It was like eight o'clock. And I pulled out a little bit of like Aleph, I think it was. And I said, oh, let me learn something. And I learned. And I felt good. It was like, this is so interesting. It feels weird. And then I'm, I was like, think about it. So I told her, like, this is, I don't know, this is weird. Like, 
I was learning and I had like this good feeling to it. They have to remember, I wasn't learning because I enjoyed learning, I learned because learning was, was an important thing and I wanted to be a religious person. So you need to learn, but I didn't, it wasn't synonymous with enjoyment. So it was weird that I was enjoying it. And, and then I'm like, I realized, I'm like, oh, one second, I think, I think that's my nefesh of Bahamas that's telling me to go watch those videos. And I think when I learned, my nefesh of kiss felt, I was happy, like it felt good for him. And I was like, whoa, that's my nefesh of Bahamas, that's my nefesh of kiss. And that was the first time it was probably, yeah, around uh, 70 years ago, around the time Levick was born, that, that this happened. And, and it, like, it felt really interesting. And, and from then on, so then I started, I'm like, and I was, at the time I was learning this moment, I was like, oh, one second, let me understand, let me, now let me go back and learn the moment. When we talk to Nefesh Bahamas, so I know what to think about. It's, because we see the word Nefesh Bahamas, yeah, the Nefesh Bahamas, the, the, the bad side, uh, the not good side, and, uh, you know, we need to work on it. But, but we don't have, we don't have a, a tangible example for ourselves, for our, in our personal lives. And that's when I did. So, that, so with that preface, everyone should go, and I've talked about this a few times, should figure out when the Nefesh Bahamas is talking, recognize it, and we recognize when the Nefesh Kiss is talking, or when it feels like Nefesh Kiss. And don't use examples from someone else, but from yourself. And we're going to continue learning inside. And, and then you can look inside for yourself and see how that works. Okay. So I think we're on, on the bottom of page 10. So we discussed that everyone has different types of Nefesh Bahamas. There's more of a tame Nefesh Bahamas. It was a wild one. Things like this. And they need to be worked on. And the Majish Rabbah cites in Yalkut, like is this fire. So what happens in the base of Migdash? There's a fire that came down to consume the animal that was brought in Mizbeach. So Majish Rabbah explains the fire that came down was like the fire from heaven. Like is this fire to fire from heaven. It does not consume water, nor is it quenched by water. Similarly, the fiery love of God and the divine soul of a Jew cannot be quenched. So just like this fire, just like a fire, this is, sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't talking about the fire that came down. That was before. That was the fire of a lion. That was the two paragraphs before. He's talking about the uh, stum, fire, but this is a special fire coming from Shemayim, and it doesn't consume water, which it normally does, and it's not but the water doesn't put it out. Similarly, the fiery love of God in the divine soul of a Jew cannot be quenched. So the love that we have for Hashem cannot be, cannot be quenched, not be like, uh, you know, satiated. This is alluded to in the next verse, in the Shashirim, what does it say? The many waters won't be able to extinguish the love that a Jew has for godliness, and the rivers won't be able to wash it away. Now, this is a reference to turbulent waters, which are the waters of making a Parnassah, this is what the world you have of life, trying to survive, trying to make money, and trying to you know do all the things we need to do to live, and other confusing disturbances that distract the person from the design divine service, and different things that distract us from being able to serve Hashem and do Torah It could be you know different thoughts like like negative thoughts on ourselves. I'm not good enough. Let's say Chassam. We think, oh, we think you know that no one's going to marry me. Something Chassam like this, and it's like, oh, it's not worth it. So I'm not good enough. You know, I did some Avera, whatever it is that like pulls you down from being able to serve Hashem. So he's saying that can never extinguish the love that we have for a Yid. Yeah, the strike of us from divine service and the starting of terror and disturbance of mitzvahs. Despite all, the, all these disturbances, rivers cannot drown this fiery love of God. For it resembles heavenly fire that, has no, that nothing can extinguish. Because the love that we have 
Hashem, deep inside of us, which is also these last few days talking about Tanya, this innate love that we have cannot be extinguished. Just as the physical offering was consumed by the divine fire on the altar, similarly in the person's sphere, the offering which is which is each individual's animal soul has to be consumed by his personal divine fire. In this way, the animal soul too will be taught to develop a love for God. So, so too, we have to when we bring up our carbon, which is our nefesh Bahamas, you have to bring up. What do you do with the carbon? You have to you have to put it on the fire. What's the fire? It's the fiery passion that the nefesh kiss has. So the nefesh kiss has to build that, take that fire and give it to nefesh Bahamas. Meaning, meaning it could be that when we're davening, we're lucky enough that we have a good davening, or with something we have in our lives that that we enjoy and it's good. And it could be that that's devoid of the nefesh Bahamas. And after the kiss likes it and does it, and it's good, but then you go back, you know, Bahamas is as strong as it always was. But what we're really supposed to do is to get the Nefesh Bahamas to be involved with it. That also he will enjoy, he, she will enjoy whatever it is that I'm doing. The, the godly, godly things. Meaning, in meaning, meaning, and think about it, the Nefesh Bahamas doesn't care for, for Likus. So you have to do it in a way that he understands, that he appreciates, he, she. And this way, the animal soul too will be taught to develop a love for God, which will cause it to love, have a love for Hashem. This is hinted at in the wordings of the phrase of Shema. What does it say? Love Hashem you God with all your hearts. What is all your hearts? The word your heart is not just libcha, not your heart, but levavcha. Two vases, the double of the middle letters, are just a plural form. And this is thus interpreted by the Talmud to mean that a man is commanded to love God. With the whole of your dual hearts, I both your desires, so that the animal soul too will love divinity. That nefesh also should love it. A simple example that I have, that maybe some of you have already heard, but I'll say it again anyway, is that there was a stage that uh, that I saw in some assembly, those Danishes given out, people would learn. So I decided to go and get up earlier so I could go learn chassidus or eat Danish and and learn chassidus. And in the beginning, I was like, oh, what do you mean? It doesn't make sense. Why would I go to Danish? That's like, it's not that's not the right thing to do. But I realized that if that it's not, that thought was not a right thought. Because if the Danish is going to give me to come along Chassidus every day, so, so, because to hate, it is when Danish is a take you to long Chassidus. And in the end, I still learn Chassidus today. And that was a few years ago. Uh, wow. That was like yeah, five, about five, four and a half years ago. I'm still learning Chassidus since then, and I've learned a lot since. I learned Tanya four times because of that. So the point is, you're getting the Nefesh Bahamas involved, and so that therefore it's very easy to get up. But the Nefesh Bahamas wants to get up. The challenge in life is when we have we have duality. That Nefesh kiss, and that's where we live our lives. That's sort of the challenge. The Nefesh kiss wants one thing. The Nefesh Bahamas wants a totally different thing. And so then you, you're struggling to who's going to take control. Whereas here we're saying get the Nefesh Bahamas involved, and not just that. What happens because after a year. I stopped eating the Danishes, but I still kept the morning chassidus. And, and, and the meaning, you get to a point where you explain to Bahamas that this is worth it for him, she, he or she, to, to go do these things. Not just for the Danish, but the Danish starts, it works that way. This comes about through the enclosement of the divine soul within the animal soul. For initially, the animal soul has no knowledge of divinity nor any sensitivity for it whatsoever. Nevertheless, when the divine soul, which is enclosed in, when it's enclosed in it, meditates on spiritual concepts in a manner in which animal soul can also comprehend, and this is such an important point. When you think chassidus, you think an idea of chassidus, you learn to mime, 
you have to be able to explain it to your animal soul. How does it make sense for your animal soul? The animal soul doesn't really care so much, and you have to teach him to care. And, 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 and to be understood, the Nefesh of Bahamas is not evil. It's just selfish. It doesn't care about the things the Nefesh Lakis cares about. So this explains that the Yitzhahara doesn't want the benefit for you. Nefesh Bahamas doesn't want your life to be miserable. He just wants what he wants. And he has no, like he's saying here, he has no concept, no musag of a Likus. Godliness doesn't, doesn't really, he doesn't see that. He sees a, a physical world. He sees making money, eating good food, and having a good time. You have to explain to him how you can do those things or how really the best thing for you, meaning the Nefesh Bahamas, is to come and learn, is to come and daven, is to be nice to people, to be nice to ourselves, and to speak nice to ourselves and eat healthy and go to bed on time and wake up on time and learn every day and then do obviously shol and do miftayim, tzedakah, and things like this. We have to explain to our Nefesh Bahamas. But, we, but again, like you said in the beginning, we have to recognize the Nefesh Bahamas. If we don't recognize, we can't talk to you. You can't talk to an imaginary person and you have to realize who the Nefesh Bahamas is talking within you. And when you, when you know that, then you can start having that conversation. What happens? Animal soul draws near to them. As explained also, the pervasive impression is thereby made upon it that divinity is comprehensible. So you explain to the Nefesh Bahamas, he understands. It's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. That's a good idea. You know, I do want to have a good life. I want to be, I want to have a good life. You're telling me if I eat junk food, it's going to destroy my life, make it very unhealthy. That's not a good idea. I, mean, I should eat healthy. You're telling me that I'm, my makeup is that I'm meant to be learning Torah and learning Torah is the mission what Hashem gave me? Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. Fine. Uh, what do we need to do? You know? And, you, and this, is, this is the discussion you have in Nefesh Bahamas. This continues to the point that the animal soul is transformed from its bestiality. It is elevated and consumed by a fiery call of the divine souls yearning for God. And, and this comes, and Nefesh Bahamas starts to start, oh, wow, okay, I get it. And he starts to understand this. But it's more, it's more than that, as he's going to explain. Just as the animal offering on the base of Mingdash was consumed by the fire of the altar, this is the sublimation spoken of in the verse, there are many harvests in the strength of an ox, meaning like this. When you have your Nefesh Lakis, it's so to speak like a person. person is not that strong. So how many times can we plow a field? Maybe once we'll plot, so we better do that more, more than once. An animal, an ox, an ox is a gory ox. We talk about an ox is a wild thing, it's an issue. But the ox can plow the field day in, day out. He's, he's strong, as they say, strong as an ox. Now we have to understand our Nefesh Bahamas is an ox. And we have to, and, and when we get the Nefesh Bahamas involved, so then we could go day in and day out. Meaning if you have just Nefesh Bahamas wanting to come along to us, but Nefesh Bahamas doesn't want to come along to us, it's not going to last very long. Whatever you want to do, the ultimate challenge, the ultimate goal is to, is to explain to your Nefesh Bahamas to do, that's beneficial for it. And that's how you do it. It can, you can start off by, by uh, bribing it, so to speak. It doesn't have to be just with the food. You can bribe it by, by, real, by explaining to it that it's just benefit, better, it's better for it and you'll enjoy it. But, but, and then ultimately you get to deeper levels of it. But that's sort of, that's the goal, is to recognize Nefesh Bahamas, recognize when he's talking, recognize how I need to explain to him in a way that he can understand what needs to be done. In the base of Migdash, one of the purposes of the offering was the refinement of the world. One of the reasons why we brought the Kabbalists was to refine the world. We said in the beginning that when you brought uh, carbon, that carbon refined all animals in the world. The offerings of a physical sacrifice caused the godly spark invested within the mineral, as we're saying here, in the mineral vegetable 
and the animal components of the world to be refined and elevated. Similarly, the offering of a spiritual sacrifice within oneself refines and elevates the animal soul and transforms the darkness to light. So too with us, when we do this, we convince Nefesh Bahamas in this one area, it affects Nefesh Bahamas totally. It becomes more sensitive to godliness. The ultimate extent is that you, your Nefesh Bahamas is, is coming along with you and he's helping you along. Just like, you know, trying to get anywhere in the olden days without a horse was, took a long time. But you use the horse, you can get very far. So to get your Nefesh Bahamas, you can go very far. And even more, the whole purpose of the Nefesh Lakis coming down, as explained, I think you said in Tanya. I, I mean, I think you said in, in Kujit Film. The whole purpose of the we did. I think the whole purpose of the Nefesh Lakis, it wasn't for itself, is to refine the Nefesh Bahamas and to get the Nefesh Bahamas involved. And this is what you need to do. In this manner, they should make me a sanctuary and I should dwell within them, within each individual. And when we do this, we work on Nefesh Bahamas to get it involved. So then that's your making of big Besamekdash. This is accomplished through his divine service subordinating his animal nature, particularly in the manner that leads it to transformation. But then, as the Zer states, when the Sitchach is subdued, the glory of Hashem rises thereby and is diffused throughout all the worlds. This refers to the revelation of the transcendent light, which is called Sevakalam, as explained in the first parak, the first chapter, that through doing this, through subordinating, through Iskafia, and ultimately his Hapcha, and transforming yourself, that causes the level of Sevakalman, which you talked about, that level transcendent light, like the teacher teaching that's equally to everyone to be to come and express itself in this world. So Kitzur, the summary, this chapter explains the parallels between the offering of a sacrifice in the base of Migdash and an individual's divine service of self-refinement. It emphasizes that drawing near to God depends on one's on one's sacrificing something from within himself. Meaning, we discussed the, the fire from above, i.e. The way in which the godly soul enclosed as it is within an animal soul teaches it to share its love for God. So ultimately that's the purpose to get on Bahamas to love God. But in order to do that, we have to recognize on Nefesh Bahamas. Is. And the homework is to recognize, to try to figure out when the Nefesh Bahamas is talking and when Nefesh Lakis is talking. Everyone, I hope you have a good day. It was a little long. Sorry about that.